Yeah. And I feel like a lot of business owners are like, oh, I rank for my name. It's like, well, congratulations. But if I'm looking for a plumber, I don't know your name. Like, I'm, <laughs> right? looking, I'm looking for emergency <laughs> drain repair. I'm not looking for Bob's plumbing. Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I am super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, Stephen. Stephen, thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. And I like that you said peeps because that <laughs> harkens me back to when I lived in New York in a very small, rundown Catholic community. And everyone thought they were OG gangsters. And so we'd call them <laughs> homie and dog and peep and stuff just to just to get on their nerves. It was... <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's totally me, gangsta. <laughs> Uh, no. 90s kid right? like it just comes out i can't help it right so, awesome no, so ha- happy to be here oh my glad to have you so give us 5,000 <laughs> foot view of who you are and what you love to do yeah the 5,000 foot overview wow. uh geez that's a big mountain i feel like there's always a lot that goes into that i will give you the 10,000 foot take overview. the airplane it's a helicopter <laughs> it's good I, I got it parked out back Okay, I'll take the space shuttle. We'll, we'll see how broad brush. <laughs> That's a little high. <laughs> no, I was a firefighter for 10 plus years and now I do digital marketing. So digital marketing is like this very nebulous idea, right? Because there's like a million different avenues that people say they're digital marketers. And for myself personally, what I do is I create offsite content. So it's press releases, news articles, blog posts, video for YouTube, Vimeo, UBC, audio for podcast directories and infographics. And that's a lot. That's a big mouthful. You get thirsty in a minute here. And then we do the flip side of that because what do you do when you have a bunch of content? You have to Most put people, nothing. Yeah, it has to go somewhere, right? <laughs> so right. you do the other side of the coin, which is distribution. So nice. we put that all that content in 400 plus media sites. And if you buy a really expensive package, and I say that tongue in cheek because I think it's funny, but our premium includes distribution, but like, yeah, <laughs> it includes distribution to Yahoo, Bloomberg, and a bunch of other major sites. So that's uh that's that's the uh spaceship overview nice you're probably one of the only guests that i have that they're gonna have to change from fast forward into slow mode <laughs> you just said. but that's okay that's the joy of having a recording is you can I, play it over and over and over again and figure out what he i said. talk fast <laughs> right. it's not... you is a new yorker <laughs> i i is new yorker listen here We're, Reminds me a long time when I used to do, um, <laughs> we used to do logistics for a company and I had somebody from New York and somebody from Louisiana on the call and I had to translate for the two because they were like, I'm sorry, I just tuned in for, out for five minutes. Can you just kind of <laughs> debrief what he just said? That's so good. It's <laughs> true though. I talk a mile a minute and it's just, it gets away from me though too. Like I, <laughs> I mesh my words together. <laughs> It's like uh the the Jack Black Panda Kung Fu fighting movie Kung Fu Kung Kung Fu Panda. I always call it Kung Fu Panda because I I mish <laughs> mishmash the, the letters in. So Your syllables get ahead of them. They do. They really do all the time. I I, mm. I throw them in the front of them. It's okay, the worst. so you're probably the only. That's not true. You're the second fireman I know, um, and the. The only other one I know is kind of of my parents' age. Um, so I'm sure his experience of firefighting was completely different. But I have to pick your brain and find yeah. out, one, 
why did you pivot into the whole digital marketing world from that? But what was the coolest part about being a firefighter? Uh, I think the parts, the coolest part of being a firefighter, we'll go there first, is the community. Like you hang out in the firehouse with your brothers and sisters and like you're we're busy like it's not like tv firefighters where like you're hanging out in the brown chairs waiting for a call to go out like we are busy <laughs> non-stop all day like we're our own janitors we do our own logistics we do all of our maintenance like we are busy and if we're not doing that we're training so it's like super busy but someone calls 911 we go out we fix their day we come back and we hang out and it's you know it's everything's always different and i like the autonomy of it like as a firefighter i would get to go and it was my decision on what's best like i would walk into any scenario and take limited information and say, this is how we're going to solve the problem. And even if I was wrong, as long as I could articulately say to my captain or whoever else was in charge, like I did X, Y, and Z because I saw X and I decided that this would be the best course of action. Instant grace, like, cool. Like you thought it through and you came to a logical conclusion and it wasn't the right conclusion, but it's not like you were just like throwing noodles at the wall and that's how you got there. Like as long as you were making I don't want to say adult decisions, but like well thought, concise, like you are making a plan. If you could defend that and be like, hey, like I saw this and this is why I did it, like you can do whatever you want. I thought that was just just phenomenal. Just the autonomy that that gave you and the responsibility that you're able to say, hey, like your insides are coming outside and they're not supposed to be there. We're gonna take you to this hospital. Like, I don't want to go there. Like, well, <laughs> tough for you because this is the appropriate one. <laughs> Like, not, not a whole lot of options here not yeah. a whole lot of time to deliberate yeah. like mm, i don't think you need to go to the hospital your knee hurts and you're lonely and that's why you're calling like <laughs> get back in bed oh yeah. did you get a I lot know. of people calling just because they were lonely oh yeah yeah <laughs> old people really? yeah you know they've they've got like toe pain all day long and it gets like 10 o'clock at night and now they're going to bed and they're scared because they're alone and they just kind of like want someone to talk to and tell them they're okay and you're like oh Aww. That's so sad. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. nice that they have call, but I mean, <laughs> I'm thinking you have, you know, more emergency type situations to be addressing right now. Than, yes. Than that. Yeah. The actual emergency emergencies is uh, significantly less than the amount of calls that we go on. Wow. And then the reason why I got out, I mean, strap yourself in. I'll talk really fast. So it won't take that long, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seven point seat harness here. <laughs> <laughs> no so my journey through firefighting has been rocky like I was hired on then a year and a half in we didn't have funds for me so I was let go with another guy and then I got hired back on then a year and a half later I was let go again and then I was like this is crazy like my right. idea of a like pseudo government pension job that would be there for, for me forever like provide for my family and not have to worry about it like I show up I get a paycheck and like life is good it doesn't exist like this is crazy right. and I need to take control of my own future I like I went from being a single guy to married with kids and my values change and I was like I I need to make certainty for myself and so I got into entrepreneurship and I did fix and flip real estate I sold Kirby vacuums door to door for a hot minute I sold life insurance over the phone I mean you think you think of something and there's a good chance I've done something similar in that field like I've my resume looks like a hot mess. I'm like, why do you have 17,000 jobs in seven months? I'm like, ah. <laughs> Trying know? new things. Yeah. Experimenting. <laughs> I tried this and it sucked hard. So I did something different. Right. <laughs> and, 
I found Julia had money for me again. I'm like, hey, you want to come back? And I was like, of course. Like, I love picking grandma up off, off the floor and fixing my diabetics. Like, why wouldn't I? Right? Like, let's cut some people out of cars. Let's go. And again, like values from being a young single guy to married with kids, my values of what I wanted life to look like changed because firefighters don't have statistically long lifespans post-retirement. Like, I live five, 10 years and that's it. And I was like, mm, I want grandkids. I want great grandkids. Like, this is a hazardous job that gives you like 12 different types of cancer. So let's work my way out of it. And going back on the experiences that I had and the failed businesses and the everything I could think of, like I took every marketing course I could think of because the other businesses that I started had failed. I was like, hmm, the common thread is my marketing sucks. So let's fix that. Okay. And I got really good at that. And I realized, oh, well, why don't I just do marketing instead of like trying to do my own thing? So started doing that on the side and then COVID came through and I got COVID and I got better and they're like, Hey, uh, you have to have this vaccine to keep working here. I was like, mm, I'm not really at risk anymore though. Like, why should that matter? <laughs> like, I'm not spreading it. I'm not getting it. I've already had it. I'm not at risk. Like I'm not a vulnerable population. I'm young and I'm healthy. And they're like, well, it's either your principles or your job. And being the principled asshole that I am, that's how I label myself. I obviously chose my principles. So as of January 30th this year, I moved from full-time firefighting to full-time digital marketing. So, yeah. Well, yeah. welcome to Crazy Town. We're glad to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Po- population, everyone who's an entrepreneur. It's- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that was so, my exit. And it wasn't like, you know, I was working my way towards that. And mm-hmm. my goal was to work myself out of the fire service. It's just not how I wanted it to end. But right. Yeah. Totally get it. So now when you're working in it, you're looking at more of the publicity and distribution of marketing. Yes. Yeah. So it's, I call it offsite SEO because there's not really a good way to categorize it. And you could call it brand management or reputation management or publicity or visibility and exposure or credibility or authority. Like they're all good keywords for what I do for businesses. But the tangible result is organic search rankings from content that's not on your own website. Because right? nice. everyone thinks of SEO as being like, oh, I'm going to go in, I'm going to do like the sitemap and the metadata and change my headers and make my little blog post and like pat myself on the back. So Google says, hey, you're doing great. Like I'm going to like I'm going to recommend you for this type of service now. But what I do is since it's all leveraging, you're familiar with BNI, right? Business Networking mm-hmm. International. Yeah. Their motto, mantra is no like and trust, which if you go to any networking, they're going to tell you like people do business with their friends and all things being equal and all things being unequal, they still do business with their friends, right? Mm -hmm. And so this content is leveraging Google's no like and trust factor with other websites. And these are the authority sites like Yahoo and Bloomberg and Fox and CNN. So when they say, hey, check out Michelle, she does plumbing in Texas. When someone says, emergency drain repair in Texas, you're going to pop up there because you have recommendations from these trusted sites from Google. Nice. That's how it works. We, we have a three-day delay before we deliver any services, but other than that, we're great. <laughs> <laughs> Take me that long just to get down there. <laughs> we we send one person with a plunger and we charge you $5,000. <laughs> if that doesn't work, we right. come out again. <laughs> so, because I think a lot of people don't understand a lot about SEO. For starters, like it's a term that has become, uh, oh, okay, I think I know what you do, but they don't. And they don't realize that search engine optimization is such a general umbrella name. 
And when some people say, you know, we're going to do SEO on your site, it means the technical aspects of making sure that you have your SSL and that you have so many keywords on a page and blah, blah, blah. But they don't realize that in order to have good SEO, you have to have those backlinks. So you have to have other sites recommending you and they have to be populated sites where people are actually clicking on those links and going to your site. Otherwise, it's just as you know, as useful as you sending people to your site and going, can they figure out what we do mm-hmm. is, is really the essence of it. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of business owners are like, oh, I rank for my name. It's like, well, congratulations. But if I'm looking for a plumber, I don't know your name. Like, I'm, <laughs> right? looking, I'm looking for emergency <laughs> drain repair. I'm not looking for Bob's plumbing. Like, right? <laughs> so you gotta, you know, you have to be visible for what you provide, not who you are. Mm-hmm. It's important to you know show up for who you are someone's like who is blobs plumbing you know they do a little research like you want to show up for you but we really need to show up for the things that you do and i feel like that's the big disconnect when i talk with business owners they don't realize that aspect of it oh absolutely and if you have you know a last name like mine they'll often get it wrong and or you know they they know my name is michelle but they don't really remember who i am and they certainly don't remember what i do so (laughs) yeah i can search you know top five pages of my name, it's totally irrelevant. So, so when you, somebody's looking at kind of at this arena that you do, you mentioned a bunch of words like publicity and um, mm-hmm. reputation management, all those sorts of things. And each one of those is, has breadth and width to what people do and what they specialize in and how they deliver it. And I don't think people are there yet. It's like once upon a time you used to have a coach and now you can have a business coach, a relationship coach, a health coach. Mm -hmm. And within those, you have separations of what they're actually doing. I think SEO is starting to to get there, um, but we're still very much in the forefront of that. So when it comes to kind of reputation management to me means you have the ability to go to other sites and take down things that are nasty or things that aren't true or whatever, or archaic, but that's not really what you're talking about either. You're talking about making sure that somebody is getting kind of on top of their specialty. Yeah. And you drown out the noise, right? Like, so if you search women's wellness coaching Bellevue and the Googler and anyone who's listening, please do, right. You're going to see my client all over that front page. Name's Georgie. And she's sometimes the map out, sometimes not because rankings fluctuate on the day. But you're going to see like some probably something from Yelp. You'll see like three or four news and blog posts from third-party site sources saying, hey, check out Georgie. She does this. You'll see her own website. You'll see one of her competitors, LinkedIn. And you'll see another competitor's like regular website. And that'll be the whole front page. And so that's what I'm talking about, like rep- rec- reputation management, visibility, credibility. So when you go and you're searching this and you say, who is the most authoritative, credible coach that I'm looking for in this area? Like, it's obvious, right? Like I'm going to go with the person who not only is says that their site's really good, right? If you go to my site, I'll say I'm awesome. If I go to Michelle's site, Michelle's going to say she's awesome. If I go to your site, pretty sure you're going to say you're awesome. But when I have Yahoo say I'm awesome and Bloomberg say I'm awesome and all these other third-party sources, who's more credible? And I dominate that front page, right? We go back and this is, I'm going to talk about like Google's inherent trust factor because I think this is important. In the dawn of civilization, when the internet came around, right, and you 
load it up and you hear the right the whole thing and you get on there you finally say hey Google. Google. right <laughs> i had experience i was there at the dawn of time right you go on to google and say google tell me how many bugs are in africa right i'm curious tell me google and google would say hey here's five websites that will tell you what you want to know and you'd click on those websites you do your research and you know that'd be great google has followed facebook and instagram and all these social platforms and realizing that data is the currency it's important and so now i say hey google how old's the queen google's going to tell me google's like hey queen's 98 or however old she is i don't know it's the example i use i should know but google will tell me i don't have to go anywhere else google will say she is x years old and they'll say do you want to know how prince henry is do you want to know where princess diana lived like google tries to keep you on google right there's little drop down boxes now and then like suggested searches do you want maybe you want to know this maybe i can answer a different question for you but the primary goal has stayed the same and that Google wants to give you the best sources possible because if they give you crap sources, you're going to go to DuckDuckGo or Bing or Yahoo or someone else. And so Google's giving you the best content that it can find to answer your question, right? But Google's like Amazon. Amazon doesn't make the shoes, doesn't make the jeans, they curate it. And Google curates the content. So how does Google decide what's the best content? And it goes from who they trust. So every website has a domain authority factor, DR, from zero to 100. Now, most business owners have a website and it's somewhere between zero and 30, right? Which means Google doesn't really know you, doesn't really care about you, doesn't really trust you. Yahoo Finance has a domain authority of 92. Bloomberg is 94. If they put something out, it's borderline gospel. Google says, yes, I 100% agree with what this person's saying about X, Y, and Z. They're an authority. Right? And so that's how you cut through that noise there because, yeah, you can, I can have a blog and I say, hey, check me out. I'm cool. And Google goes, ah, cool story, bro. But having someone else say that puts me above them. So as a consumer now, when I go into Google and I say, mm, Google, show me something cool for this product and service. And I get a list of things. I skip the paid ads, like 95 to 97% of the population because we all know they're patting themselves on the back. Right? Again, I think I'm awesome. I'm telling you I'm awesome. We skip that and we say, Google, who do you trust to answer my question? And so having third-party sources say, check out Michelle, check out Michelle, check out Michelle. And I have Michelle's website and I have more of them. Check out Michelle. Here's her video on YouTube. Check out Michelle. You become credible authority and you have that visibility and everything follows that. And so going into how Google works now, because I think this is another, like the other factor of it that's important. And caveat, I'm going to tell you that if anyone tells you to know how Google works, they're full of shit. Am I allowed to say that? They're full of crap, <laughs> right? Uh, I like to swear first and then ask because I think it's funny. Um, but seriously, the people who made the Google search algorithm don't understand it. Right? It's so complex. Like They work on it and they know a portion of it, but they don't get it. And so if someone says, I get Google, like this is how it works, they don't know. And now I'm going to tell you how Google works so you can take out the grain of salt. But this is... <laughs> But it goes back to basic principles, right? And so Google doesn't want people to figure out the algorithm. There's the whole backlink thing that you mentioned, the backlinks are important and they are important. And people figured out like, hey, if I stuff a bunch of backlinks in hundred sites, like Google will say I'm awesome. And Google threw out the ban hammer and banned thousands of sites in like 2008 or whatever it was. I'm like, this is not how it's gonna work. Like you were not allowed to figure us out. And so they've moved to reputation and brands and figuring out like, how do people find content valuable? And they base that off of it. And this is why I live in the visibility realm, 
right, of news articles and press releases and uh, like authority blogs and YouTube, like these high search, high volume places that have authority. Because Google tracks everything, right? And so they know that Google says, hey, all these people are talking about you. That's step number one. Then it goes to your website. And we all have Google Analytics or some sort of analytics that tracks people clicking. Well, Google tracks them and says, people are going to your site, right? They're finding you. They think what you have is worthwhile to check out. Within that, Google checks out the traffic. Is it a bot that screams through your page? Are people reading your content? Are they clicking your links? Are they like spending actual time in your stuff, right? If you have a phone number associated with your business, we all have phones, you know, 70% of the world uses Google phones. Google tracks the phone calls to it. We all have location services. We don't like to acknowledge it, but we do. If you have a physical location, like you're a dog groomer or a vet or a chiropractor, whatever it is, people go to your office, Google tracks that and says, people are finding this valuable, right? It goes to social. Are people leaving reviews? Google says that's valuable. Brand searches, right? Uh, Steven's SEO versus Bob's web dev, right? Google says that's a valuable. And so there's this turn cycle. And the more that you get of all these different pieces, the more Google says you are an authority and gives you more traffic and gives you more visibility. And this is why I stay at the top of that cycle at the brand visibility from big name media, because everything follows visibility. The more you have of that, you will collect all the rest of it. And that in the end affects your bottom line. So that was the, the very long convoluted answer to a very small question. <laughs> <laughs> There's a great answer. So when it comes to, like, I know we would love to have like our articles in the dropdowns and things like that. Is that even feasible or is there so many big players out there that they've already kind of dominated the dropdowns in certain categories and questions? Like if you said, what is digital marketing? Like I'm assuming you know, Neil Patel or somebody like that is going to have their blog because he's got a whole team of people just writing for the sure. purpose of SEO. I would say yes and no. I think the part of it is getting really specific, mm -hmm. right? The more specifically that you can answer a question, the more value that you hold, right? And the way I like it is this buyer intent, if you will, right? Like what distinguishes a hot lead from a cold lead? And it's the buying intent. So if I go into Google and I say, Google, jeans, I'm not a very serious buyer. But I'm like, hey, Google, I want size 36, black distressed stirrup pants with, you know, hammer style. <laughs> you know, like I am specifically looking for something that I'm looking to buy. And so when you make content, you say, hey, you know, I'm not doing like top 10 ways to sleep better at night. Like, bleh, everyone's doing that, right? Like, let me just puke in this bag and I'll try to put that in my screen here. But when you're like, hey, if you sleep on your side and you have sleep apnea and you're 50 pounds overweight, like this is how you sleep an extra 20 minutes. I like when I'm searching for that type of stuff, I'm going to get that content. Because again, Google's like, who answers the question the best? And this goes into pay-per-click. And I don't, I don't really play in that realm, but it's the same methodology. Like if you have a good landing page that answers the questions with the same type of headlines and descriptions. Google is going to reward you with cheaper traffic in your pay-per-click ads because you are providing value. And that is Google's game because Google, again, knows if they provide you the value, you will come back. And that's all they want. They want you to keep coming back. Very cool. So when you're working with somebody, what does that look like? What are you looking for first? What do you want them to have ahead of time? Yeah, they need to have a website, number one. That's important because I can make these articles and put them out there, but they have to point somewhere and ideally they point back to your website, right? 
so that's that's the big thing. I don't do any on-site work, um, but you know your site should have its SSL. It should be optimized for all devices, right? There's that foundational level of SEO work that goes into a website that should be there. Uh, aside from that, when someone says, this is great, like I want to be on Bloomberg and Yahoo and caveat, like I just have to mention this because I think this is crazy, but Bloomberg used to sell an article, one article you could post on there for $100,000 or they could write the article for you for 125 grand. Just like a couple of years ago, they were quoting like 50 grand for an article. Like getting on Bloomberg, because they know that like being on their authoritative site holds massive value. Even if people don't read it, just being able to say like, I was on Bloomberg and the trust that comes from Google of being on Bloomberg, like huge. And we've, so our, our distribution includes Bloomberg and it's significantly cheaper than that, but. <laughs> That's just, just saying like, it's only that's like the value is there. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Right. No, I charge five grand for Bloomberg and Yahoo and a bunch of other places, but it's a steal. Anyhow. At uh, the point of this recording, do not hold them to that. <laughs> <laughs> Friend discount, 30 grand. No, it's, <laughs> um, sorry, I got off track. Where, Podcast where lasts forever. Careful what you say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Um. But no, where, where were we going with that? I guess sometimes I distract myself there. Uh, what does it look like working with you? What do you, what yeah, do you need to you. have? So, yeah, so because I'm assuming that the way you would publicize a a plumbing company is going to be different than the way that you would, you know, a, a digital company. Yes and no. So when someone says, hey, let's do this, then I sit down with them for the next one to three days and we have a big spreadsheet thing that I work through with them and we go over their products and services, uh, the locations they want to show up, the benefits, solutions, issues, FAQs. And we take all of those things and that's how we get those keywords for the SEO angle type thing, right? That buying intent. So I sit down, we do that. And then I get uh, visual assets from them. So their logo, um, if they have like, if they do construction, be like before and after pictures or other stuff. And if they don't have that, then I can source stock photography. That's not an issue, but I get visual assets. And then after that, it's hands off. The owner gets to walk away, and then once a month, they'll get a report like, hey, your visibility is improving. This is what we're doing. This is how we're working on it. And for me, what that looks like is we create the blog articles, the news articles, the press releases, the infographics, the videos, the audio, and then the distribution of it. And creation takes about a month. Distribution takes about 7 to 10 days. And Google takes about 48 to 72 hours to say, this person's an authority and actually switch rankings. Wow. And we do that month after month. We just chunk off the next product or service and then either the same or different location and just lather, rinse, repeat. And in about six to eight months, you become an authority figure in that area, that community. And like you said, like it it looks different for different people, right? So a plumber, I'm going to do like tankless hot water repair. And for a painter, I'm going to do, you know, deck and sightings and like it switches out, but creation and distribution all works the same and it's the same mindset of what do you offer what do you provide where do you do it if you do it in a location i mean we do i've done e-products before and it's the exact same thing um but yeah that's that's the how very cool so give us an example of a cinderella story of one of your clients yeah so i have a health and wellness coach and second campaign we did women's wellness coaching in bellevue and if you throw that in the googler like i said earlier like she's just all over the front page there. But we've had a soundproofing company up in Canada and they were 
clients for multiple years and you can do any combination of like western canada soundproofing or calgary soundproofing or vancouver sound like whatever it is that you're looking for they're going to show up all over the all over the front page nice and i love that beforehand they didn't exist i mean they existed but like their digital footprint was non-existent they weren't in the map pack and they went from being nowhere to being a three pack and then turned into one pack of google saying this is really the only soundproofing company that you should work with like wow. they didn't give them the option of two other businesses to look at and like check out these guys they're the authority so very cool so yeah. what are some of the stumbling blocks that somebody might be having and thinking oh my god steven i need you so badly yeah one is i would say instant gratification mm-hmm. right like what I do is a long-term play. Sometimes we hit it out of the park on a certain campaign, you get instant results, but like I said, like six to eight months is where we see that snowball effect of stuff. And so right, but the stumbling people... blocks that they're having are that they're not showing, they Google themselves and they don't show up. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's a problem because it's... Google knows who you are and they know that you're probably interested in yourself. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like... So if you don't show up when you Google yourself, you got issues. And YouTube, I think that's another thing is know. people don't realize that if you Google me and I Google me, I'm going to get totally different results than you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll use like an incognito window. So it doesn't have like the other data stuff in there and I'll Google them. Because if I have been on their website, I'm using my other browser. Google's like, hey, you keep looking at the site. Like, I'm going to show them to you. Right. So I'll use a separate browser to pop, pop it up and be like, ah, I'm invisible. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Like, I, I talked with a guy who does dumpster rentals. Right? And I was like, hey, man, your website's not working properly. They're like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, like, what's the point of your website? It's to show up, right? It's like, oh, well, yeah. It's like, well, you don't. But it's not working properly. If I'm looking for Bob's dumpster rental, yes, I will find you. But if I am 99% of the population and I'm looking for a 15-foot yard dumpster for construction and renting, you don't exist. All right? That's how you're supposed to show up. Wow. I'm assuming, solution. too, that most people don't Google themselves, period. No. I mean, Googling yourself, that's eh, fine, right? And that's where the reputation management comes in. Is like, you have like some bad reviews or some bad articles. Like, yeah it's easy to drown those out with new articles and stuff, right? Push it mm-hmm. to page seven and no one's going to see it. Yeah, it exists, but no one's going to be scrolling through there unless like they're not going to be a <laughs> client anyway, right? Like right. even the best product on Amazon has a one-star review. You can't get away from it, but you drown it out by all the good stars. And it's the same thing with this, right? Like you want to have your name out there for your products and services and that you do good work. This is how you do it. Right, drown it out. Very cool. And is there kind of a strategy to what somebody might be thinking as to kind of where they want to be seen? Or is it kind of as long as they're seen, it's all golden? Yeah, that is a very common question. People are like, oh, well, you know, my clients aren't on Fox or my clients aren't on NBC. And like, I'm not writing on Fox NBC for those people. I'm writing on those because Google likes them. Right. Like the point isn't that I'm getting the Fox readership or Bloomberg's readership. The point is that when someone says who does dental work in Canada and they see five different articles from trusted news authority sources saying, Hey, check out Stephen does this. That's where your credibility comes in. And Google says, yeah, I know who does that. It's this guy. And like, that's why. And so that's like the sum of people when they think of like a certain news thing or like, Oh, I want to be in my local, you know, Courier Herald. I'm like, it doesn't matter. I like don't 
don't try to complicate the situation and get your ego in there. Like I'm not doing it just for that because while it's made for human consumption, it's not made for human consumption. My whole goal <laughs> is that Google recommends you. So when someone from your community or outside of your community is looking for you, you show up. Not that you're getting that reader from your magazine. Got it. Well, and you're going to be directing them anyways on your site going, hey, you got an article on Fox, go check it out. You're going in Fox yeah. specifically to go check it out as opposed to randomly coming across it and coming back to me. Yeah. Cool. Yep. So like awesome. I have a, a painter client that just came through for the premium distribution and it's like, hey, you know, I'm looking for Seattle siding, Seattle siding painting. They yep. show up from the Yahoo thing. It's like, oh, there they are. That, that's how it works, uh -huh. right? Like authority. Very cool. So I know yeah. listeners are going to want more from you. How did they start their journey with you? Yeah. So you can go to my website that's being under development. So it might look really great or might look kind of terrible depending on how you find it, but it's Ocelot, <laughs> O-C-E-L-O-T, and then traffic, T-R-A-F-F-I-C. And it's together. So there's two T's, ocelottraffic.com. And uh, that's there. And I'm going to drop my, I was going to see my personal email. I don't know if I want to. I will. Why not? You can reach out to me. I'll take it. The number one, and then my name, stevenlentz at gmail.com. So Very cool. hit me up and be like, hey, I want to, I want to schedule time chat email or not email, but I want to Zoom call and, you know, you can show me what you do, why you do it, how you do it. And I'll pay you money to do it for me. And we'll, we'll move on from there. And I, I will make it. you show up on the Googler. <laughs> awesome i love it so i gotta ask you at what point in life did you know that you're especially kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur you kind of went into that story but what was it that you said yeah entrepreneur is my way as opposed to you know a different career path or something like that yeah so i i mean going even farther back i was like hey growing up i was like i'm gonna do a bunch of different things and when nothing works out i'll be a firefighter like that was my literal thought process word for word and it's just i mean not great right i told because then in a post-college working a church youth group as a high school intern for the youth program he's like you should be a firefighter and i told me he goes don't ever leave with that in an interview because that's terrible like i know right but i feel like my journey into that really came from the realization that i needed to make my own way for security Right, to make my own goals and ambitions and dreams come true. And that my dissatisfaction with multiple W-2s and all these other things that I've tried and done, like just didn't get me where I needed to be emotionally, spiritually, and being my own boss and taking control of my own destiny really, I think, was the solution I needed. And so it wasn't necessarily like, I am awesome and I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to be successful. It's like, I looked at life and said, I have 17,000 choices. And I really think that this one is going to get me where I need to be. You know, going from, you know, when I walk into a scene as a firefighter and I think, here's all these variables, here's all this noise, here's all the data that I can consume at one point in time. What is the best solution to this problem? There's a thing called recognition prime decision-making and military first response. We do really well with this type of information. And what it means is that when we take a problem, the way that we see it is very different from how other people see problems. 
and we look at it and I say, okay, I have this issue. And I look at my experience and I say, can I expect a reasonable outcome following the things that I know to get the desired outcome? If yes, proceed with course of action. If no, reassess, reevaluate, take the next thing. Will that get me where I want to go? Yes or no. And so instead of this like paralysis by analysis type of thing or analysis paralysis, we are able to move quickly because we're not like sitting and churning of what about X? What about Y? What if I do this and that? It's, will this get me there? Yep. Nope. Move on. Yep. Nope. Move on. Yep. Nope. Move on. Yep. Okay. I'm there. And that's, that's how it goes. And I if wish more people ran their businesses that way. <laughs> it's nice. It's also sometimes bad because I look at a product or something like, Hey, you should buy this for your business. I'm like, mm, I see how it's valuable. Yep, I'm in credit card. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's will this get me where I want to go? Yeah, and so many times it's like, oh, well, it might. That's not a yes or no. Yeah, so that's that's a RPD. It's it's cool. It's it's a, a very unique way of doing it, and it's how I approach my stuff, and it's how what I do works. Right, like I know that by getting visibility on all these high authority sites and multi-channel, right news articles, press releases, blog posts, video, audio, infographic, having all these different types of people and places say that I do X, Y, and Z really well, it works instantly. 48 to 72 hours of full distribution. Like you don't see that anywhere else. And I know that, and again, regardless of who it is, like, yeah, I'll switch up how I talk about them, but the methodology is the same and it works every single time. Nice. Love that. Stephen, you have been absolutely awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. I know how valuable it is. Any last words for our peeps? Just really thirsty. I talked a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, awesome. I'm, I'm silly, but I appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. It's, it's been a blast and hopefully uh, people thought it was valuable. I talked a thousand miles a minute and you might have to slow me down, but yeah, if you have questions, please reach out to me. Find me, oslottraffic.com. Send me an email. Always happy to help. Love it. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and join our Facebook group, Business Ownership Secrets to Scaling. We'd love to connect with you and help you grow. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.